Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your good time summer sunshine bailiff, Monty Belmonte from WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, in for Jesse Thorne. This week, I want my nth TV. Caroline brings the case against her husband, Steve. They cannot agree. How many TVs is too many? Caroline thinks it's best to minimize TV watching and that a single TV is most appropriate. Steve says it can't hurt to have a few extra screens as long as you don't go overboard. Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and issues the obscure cultural reference. Dun, 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 dun. I'm serious. Dun, 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 dun. You'll see. Dun, 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 dun. I'm working on my abs. Dun, 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 dun. I'm working on me. Dun, 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 dun. I'm kicking. Dun, 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 I'm calm. Dun, 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 I'm kicking. Dun, 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 Podcasting! Dun, 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 Podcasting! Okay, Summer Bale of Monty Belmonte, swear them in. Caroline and Steve, please rise and raise your right hands, and then put them down on your remote control. DVR, whatever show you could be watching right now, now raise both your hands like rabbit ear antennae. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, like you've seen on Law and Order, Hill Street Blues, and Night Court, so help you, Mr. Television, Milton Berle, or whomever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he is on TV all the time and would likely love to be on multiple screens in your home? I do. I very much do. Thank you. Judge John Hodgman, you may proceed. Caroline and Stephen, you may be seated. Holy moly, Monty Belmonte, that was that was quite an elaborate uh, oath. Very, very detailed. A lot of a lot of body work. I try. Yeah, that was good. And also swear in. You got to use your whole body. Yeah. And and more obscure cultural references than I think I've ever made on the podcast. You know, Night Court and Hill Street Blues. Children don't know what those things are. That's when I stopped watching television. I know. It's like that's, you know, oh, my goodness. But no, I have I have only one obscure cultural reference that needs to be answered for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors. Caroline or Stephen, can you name the piece of culture that I referenced when I entered the courtroom? Caroline, you brought... Am I saying Caroline or Carolyn? Caroline. Or, or Caroline. Caroline, like sweet Caroline. Caroline. Ca- sweet Caroline. That's another one. So if you're getting that one, you probably do get the night court reference. Uh, can you name the piece of culture that I <laughs> referenced as I entered the courtroom? Um, I don't recognize it, but it sounded to me like Frank Zappa. Uh, you know, it it has. It's not. You're not. Uh, you're within a ballpark. I would say, a kind of a, a kind of Zappa Stadium. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, it used to be called Zappa Stadium. Now it's known as Bank America. Stadium. Bank of America Zappa Stadium. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about you, uh, Stephen? Well, I was I was hoping for a little black flag. TV party is an option, but no, um, I'm afraid I don't know it unless it is the band television. Okay. It's not the band television. I didn't think so. TV, TV party tonight was my first, the first one I was going to do when I, I used my internet to cross that out. I used my computer <laughs> to cross it off the list. 
Because then I remembered that there is a great song uh, by the band Wilco called Kicking Television. And it is one of the weirdly Zappa-y songs that Wilco does. And of course, both Monty and I both spent some time with the great band of Wilco in Western Massachusetts, where Monty Belmonte hosts his radio show at WRSI The River. I, meanwhile, am in my summer residence up here in Blue Hill, Maine at WERU, uh, available to your internet at WERU.org with Joel Mann producing to my left, the silent man. That's what I call him. <laughs> the third and so man. I thought it would be, oh, the third man, exactly. I thought it would be fun. Uh, for me and me alone, if I did a terrible acapella version of Kicking Television, because I didn't have time <laughs> to learn it on the ukulele. And so all guesses are wrong, and we have to hear this case about television. Caroline, you bring this case before this court. You uh, are, Have you moved, or are you going to move? We have moved. We moved about two weeks ago. When you wrote your petition to this court, my understanding was uh, that your husband, Stephen, had already moved ahead of time uh to florida and was buying tvs left and right <laughs> without your permission or foreknowledge <laughs> and now you have arrived at your new home in florida where in florida caroline we're in gainesville gainesville florida in your new home and how many televisions do you have in the home we have three televisions in this home right now i think all right and how many caroline would you like to have in the home one Right. So you are you are petitioning this court for me to order your husband to smash two televisions. <laughs> well, that would be funny and my son would love that, but I'm happy with just giving them away. So three televisions to you, Stephen, is a good idea. Such a good idea that you would go ahead and buy them without your wife's knowledge uh, or approval, correct? Uh, incorrect. Okay, tell me how I'm incorrect. <laughs> okay. So, well, so the so the the main TV that we had in our previous home and is now installed in the family room in our in our new home, uh, we bought together at the same time, going to the same store um, mm -hmm. all at once. Mm -hmm. The how many second, how many how many in the household? How many four people? Four. Two children. Two children. And a dog. Yeah. All right. And the dog had a say in this as well. No. Right. <laughs> the dog is almost as new as the house. Good, um, good decision, by the way. <laughs> you know why? Because dogs, dogs buy the worst TVs because they don't see in color. <laughs> <laughs> you moved to Florida ahead of time to set up a household. Why did you move to Florida? Uh, my jo new job started earlier than we were ready to move. What are your respective jobs? I'm Caroline, a professor. You're a I'm professor? retired. You're, re you're retired? <laughs> Retired I retired from... and moved to Florida. What was your job before your husband broke the terrible news to you that he was taking you from a civilized state to a to an apocalyptic wasteland? I was a financial executive. All right, hang on a second. You were a financial executive? I was. At a at a bank? No, I worked for a startup software company. Okay. All right. So when you say you retired, you mean the the thing folded? No, actually, we uh, raised our Series A financing, and at that point, I was moving to Florida, so I turned oh. it over to somebody else. So you gave up your job in the technology of the future, your executive <laughs> position, to move to Florida with your professor husband? <laughs> I did. What are you a professor of, sir? 
Uh, pharmacology. Oh, now wait a minute. No <laughs> wonder, the ecology no wonder you, of farms. <laughs> no wonder you were offered a job in Florida. <laughs> what, it's actually you because say, I study taste and smell. What? <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that again for these disbelieving ears? <laughs> I study taste and smell. You study taste and smell of methamphetamine? Is that what you say? Because <laughs> uh, no, I'm not I sure that those it. are the things that people prize in methamphetamine. <laughs> it's bouquet and mouthfeel. <laughs> more more, no, what, more uh, food related. Yes. But, more, I, I, yeah. but so you're in the field of pharmacology, but you study the, the smell and taste of food? Well, I study how we detect odors and tastes. And yeah, tongues and noses are coming from foods. Yes. Yeah, tongues and noses is the answer. I just tongues and noses. Exactly. I just got you out of a job. <laughs> You're the head of the smell and taste department. Uh, incoming, yes. Well, give me some. Give me some. Give me something interesting. Some little known fact about smell and taste that would justify having a PhD in this field. <laughs> Well, the, um, I, nowadays, I'm not sure anything justifies having a PhD in anything, but that's a, that's a side issue. The, that's right. Um, you and Elon Musk. What, you know, what a lot of people don't recognize is that when they're thinking of the taste of things, they're actually thinking of something we call flavor, which your brain puts together the, the, your sense of taste and I'm your sorry, sense of I'm smell. I'm sorry. Well, and, I'm sorry. Could you... I, I'm, I'm, getting I'm getting all wrapped up in these academic terms. Did you say flavor? What is that? Flavor, flavor is, is the overall perception you would have of a food that you're eating. And okay. that includes the taste, the salty, sour, bitter, sweet, umami, and... and um, fat. Uh, They're adding fat. Fat, you know? fat <laughs> yeah. There's still a debate in the field. Um, uh, as to whether that counts as a separate taste. Yeah, you certainly, you certainly, it certainly influences flavor, though, because it, it influences solubility and texture. Yeah. You also have the uh, the smell of foods, the odors, something that goes to what we call retronasal olfaction, where it goes, <laughs> the odors that from the foods that you are chewing or drinking go through the back of your mouth into your nose, and that's important component of how you have flavor. So, so when you have a head cold and things don't taste right, it's actually yeah. because you're not smelling those odors from the and back of my mouth from the back coming through in the back of your mouth like you know you milk speak, coming through your nose when you laugh joel mann and i were just talking about how there's a terrible summer cold working its way through new england right now and i have it can you hear me uh, uh, yeah so when i lick I this microphone that. it does not taste the way it normally does <laughs> it's got to just well, wait a minute so let me just boil it let yeah, me just boil this tastes, down it tastes the same the flavor is different oh i see my perception of it yes right it tastes mm. the same, but it, my percep, my yeah. Are you sure that that's that's a pretty groovy statement? Are you sure you, there's not some other pharmacology going on? I, I, I see a, I see an, a, a key academic paper in the half written already on that. You and I, you and I, it's, we lick the same microphone, but we're tasting different cosmoses. <laughs> this microphone's Monty, I, flavor is different to you and me, but the taste is the same. We just can't perceive yeah. it the same way. It's heavy. This is heavy. <laughs> and the fact that you're you're telling me that a lot of my taste is me regurgitating my food up into the back from the back of my mouth into my nose. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, no wonder they have endowed a chair for you at the University of Florida. <laughs> I'm going to move my family down there just to just to just to study in your seminar. Oh, OK, glad. To All right. You. So okay. now so. I understand the whole the whole thing that basically you had to tell your kids. We got to we got to give up the life that, you know, to move to Florida because. Dr. Smell and Taste has got a good job, <laughs> but there is compensation. Daddy's going to buy a bunch of new TVs. <laughs> so you've always had one TV. You moved down ahead of time, and suddenly there are three TVs. How did this happen? Well, that's not not exactly the case. We had previously had two TVs. All so right. there's the, the, the main TV that sat in the family room, which we always refer to as the TV room. Sure. Um, that's a large a large-ish flat panel uh, TV. And yeah. then many years ago, Caroline had bought another TV specifically for me to use in the kitchen. It was a small, about five-inch TV radio combination. Sure. Um, and because I do a, a large amount of the cooking, and so it would be in the kitchen and could have that on to watch something while yeah, cooking dinner. Or, right, obviously. And obviously you're going to do most of the cooking because you're the smell and taste expert. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so she bought me this small TV that, that when, and this was before the digital conversion at what, you know, when you could um, have uh, broadcast uh, TV over analog and before right. we switched to only digital. Right. Uh, when we, at a few years ago, we decided to uh cut the cord on cable slash satellite TV right. and switch to only streaming uh, various things over the internet. Yeah, and, you're, um, because, you're, because you're people of the future. <laughs> you looked at yes. the landscape and you're like, streaming and stealing, that's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> that You've got us pegged. Okay. Um, so at, at that point, the since it was, there was no longer a digital broadcast signal available. Um, I purchased a small 19-inch TV to place the little one in the back, uh, in the kitchen, and right. it mounted on the wall. So, yes, I did buy that one to replace the one that she had given me that can no longer work. Yeah, the the 5-inch one or whatever, the Sony Watchman yeah, that she bought for you back in 1992 is, is garbage, <laughs> so you replaced it. And you upgraded yes. it by a factor of three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but 19 inches is a small TV these days. Yeah. It was, right. a, it, was a, it was a small TV. So where did the third TV come into, the, into the play? The third TV is that when I came down to Florida ahead of them, I rented an apartment for a while before mm -hmm. we all purchased the house down here and mm -hmm. did that. And so I, uh, my parents had a small TV. I think it's a 20-inch twenty one that they were no longer using and uh, let me have to use in the apartment. Got it. So I did not buy that TV. And did you have any other furniture in the apartment, or was it just you and your beloved parental television? It, it was a there was a um, a table, a borrowed mm -hmm. couch, and a mattress on the floor, and a chair. And did you have the time of your life, or what? Uh, no, actually, it was not the, not particularly fun. No, uh, and I would and I would fly back uh, to Baltimore just about every weekend. Good for you. Um, but now you're not in your weird bachelor pad anymore. No, now you've all moved into your home. It's very simple. 
You have three TVs. Caroline wants you to have one. Why do you not want to get rid of two TVs? What, one TV, I think, would be appropriate to have in the guest room. I think that as a courtesy to guests. I think having an additional TV to the main TV is important because uh, there are a number of times where I, or perhaps even Caroline, would like to watch a show or a movie that is not appropriate for our kids at their ages. Um, for the, at the moment, I'm sort of working my way through Boardwalk Empire. Sure. Got a, that is not uh, appropriate for uh, 10 or 13-year-olds in my opinion. Oh, I think Caroline would agree. I watched it with my 9-year-old, and it was great. Uh, well, <laughs> I would have to know what it was to know whether it was appropriate or not. Yeah. Let me explain to you, Caroline. Uh, Boardwalk Empire is a TV show that is set during uh, Prohibition. And you may not recall that Prohibition was that weird time in American history where we all decided we wanted to see Steve Buscemi naked. It was very, it's hard to, it's hard to understand now, but back then in the 1920s, everyone thought Steve Buscemi was extremely sexy and we wanted to see him have a lot of love scenes. I told my wife that Boardwalk Empire was appropriate for my 10 year old because it was the live action version of Monopoly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which the game, that game itself is, is not appropriate for 10 year olds. No, it's, definitely it's, not. Yeah. I like that show quite a bit and I love Steve Buscemi and I would love to, I would love to hug and kiss him. And just put that, put it out there. So therefore your perfect TV setup, Stephen, would be three TVs, one in the guest room, one in the kitchen. And one now in the, the kitchen. How, how do you, how do you first, how, what's your dream setup here? I think having at least two TVs is appropriate. One, the one in the main, in the family room, the kitchen sort of is open to that. So a large TV that can be viewed both from the kitchen and from the family room is appropriate there. I would argue okay. that the one that we have is a little small for that, but that's a, a separate point. Um, I think having a second TV where somewhat where adults can go to watch something that is not if they want to watch something or someone can just go if if someone's watching some of the main TV that don't want to say um, yeah I get it uh, a, a documentary about long distance running <laughs> for example that um, would be inappropriate <laughs> for children or, <laughs> or at least for husbands yes Stephen I want you to tell me. The three rooms that you want to put the three TVs in. The family room. Yeah. Which is visible from the kitchen or the kitchen can. Correct. Right. Got it. Good. How big is that TV? Gonna... It is 50, 52 inches. That's 52. And that's when you think is a little small. <laughs> For the space. Yes. Okay. Cathedral ceiling. Well, uh, in, in contemporary American culture, that is considered to be portable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Family room. Got it. Next. Uh, the guest room. Guest room. How, which one is that? The, uh, one of the small TVs. Which, one of the small TVs. The the one from your former kitchen or the one from your mom and dad's house? I think from the, my parents' house. All right, good. And, and then? And then the other one, we like a lot of modern houses. Ours is, our master bedroom it. is way too okay. big. Master bedroom. And so there would be plenty this of room for a small of. TV to the side. To not, to not watch while people are going to sleep, but just because that's a room where someone can go away from the other people during the day. Now I understand why you had to build up this whole long thing. 
about <laughs> how things how things have to be you need to have a separate space so you can watch your boardwalk empire and other inappropriate content because you want to put a tv in the bedroom <laughs> i right? think that's the most appropriate room in our house i would do not have to have it in the bedroom it, the office would be another option but i think it'd be the most comfortable place to have it the bedroom would be the most comfortable place to have it yeah all right i'm i'm not judging you yet <laughs> i'm just trying to get all the information sure. caroline yes we live in what everyone has been saying for a long time is a golden age of television not only are more great shows being produced truly great drama and comedy uh, and and almost novelistic stories uh, that are far more interesting and mature and sometimes mature than movies are allowed to be because they're just made for kids who want to get out of the house and hug and kiss each other. <laughs> but also it's available as you, as you guys well know, through so many, uh, so many new and interesting venues. You not, not just broadcast and cable. You got your Netflix and your Hulu and your Amazon. And I think, uh, Chipotle's got a channel now and LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think LinkedIn is commissioning original content. Airbnb. <laughs> Have you watched that Airbnb channel? It's just, it's just, uh, I think it's just, it's uh, yeah, I think exactly. It's just, uh, it's just nanny cams from various Airbnbs. <laughs> Best of spy cams. So why, why do you hate TV so much that you don't want your husband to put a television in your bedroom? <laughs> Interestingly enough, I don't hate TV. Um, I tend to think that television is overused. I think they're great television programs, and I have very fond memories of watching Neutral of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, followed by the Disney, the wild, whatever the Disney show was when I was yeah. a kid every Sunday That's night. Right. Well, the Disney World of Disney or whatever. Right. Then and roll that into the Hardy Boys. Yeah, I didn't get that far. My How, parents what? didn't like TV. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. suffering yeah. under you're, you're you're working you're working through shame issues, right? All right, and so, uh, but I don't think that we need three TVs to entertain us. Each person in this house has multiple personal internet con connected devices mm -hmm. and can access movie, TV shows, streaming through. Through those devices yeah. in any room at any time yeah. that it's allowed. How old and, are your kids? Uh, the older one Again? is thirteen and is a boy, and the younger one is ten and is a girl. Yeah, they can watch. They can watch Boardwalk Empire themselves <laughs> in their rooms. Except for I don't let them watch um, through their. They're not allowed to watch their devices in their rooms. You're a, you're a good parent. I try my best. Yeah. Um, but we don't really watch network television. And in the cases that we do, like Olympics or sporting events, we watch it all together. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that's happened when we've moved down here is despite the fact this house is slightly larger, we seem to have much less room to sort of keep and display the art and treasures or whatever it is that we have that I would like to put out. So I really don't want to waste desk or counter or table space with televisions that aren't going to be used very often because normally somebody's watching whatever they're going to watch on their personal internet connected device. 
Um, mm-hmm. I am the primary house cleaner, especially when it comes to dusting. I think electronics attract a huge amount of dust. And it's annoying to have to clean a TV that we do use. So I don't really want to clean two more that we don't use. In the 12 years that we were in the other house in Baltimore, we did not have a TV in the bedroom. So it's not like I'm taking something away. This is something that we've lived with almost the whole time we've been married. We've never had a TV in our bedroom. I don't particularly think TVs belong in bedrooms. Explain um, to me if- Explain to me and your husband why. Um. I tend to think of the bedroom as being, it should be a quiet and peaceful sanctuary. We don't really need to have a television in there. If Steve wants to watch TV in there, he'll do what he does right now, which is watch TV on his iPad. Yeah, why not just watch your Boardwalk Empire on your iPad in the bedroom instead of spending time with your wife? Which I do. I mean, I'm thinking of, of... Not so. It's something more when during the day when we could sit, see on a slightly large on a larger screen. That's a very yeah. small screen, and for some things, that's that's just not as uh, it's just not as enjoyable. I've always been one who's really liked you know the movie theater experience and the sort of the the breadth and spectacle of of things, and so larger screens I think convey that better. Do you have a room in your house that could conceivably just be a screening room? No. How many how many rooms do you have in the house? Let's see. Uh, three bedrooms, uh, or four bedrooms, including ours, an office, uh, the kitchen, family room, sort of overall, and then dining room and living room. And is this a is this a relatively recent construction? May I presume that the kitchen and living room and dining room all sort of flow together in what they call open concept living? No, no the the yes the the kitchen and the family room do the dining room and the living room are separate. separate. The they flow together. But but yes, it is a one floor, twenty year old house. Very different than the hundred year old one that we uh, just moved out of. Right. But so that you have a formal living room and then a family room that that abuts the kitchen, is that right? Correct. And that TV right now is in the is in the uh, family room. Their your fifty two incher. Yes. All right. So I just wanted to get sort of a picture in my head. Now Caroline has expressed that she would prefer not to have a, a TV in the bedroom, and and uh, I think she makes a fairly strong case. How do you respond to it? I think we see sanctuary. A little bit differently. I would see the bedroom as, because it is this ridiculously large size, as is the tendency to make houses nowadays, the master bedrooms just being way too big. But we have a couch in there now and a significant amount of room where it's almost like there's a separate sitting room and bedroom all in one. Is the TV in that room right now? No, the, the two other TVs are not hooked up. They're in boxes. There, right. Okay. Uh, and do you propose that the TV in the bedroom would go, would be visible from the bed, or would it be sort of in a separate sitting area? Within <laughs> it the bedroom? could stay in the box. <laughs> um, I, I, I'd be. I just want to hear what Steve's dream is. It's not. It's, yeah. It's not. It's, a dream is probably not not the right. I think it would be. I'd be happy with it as long as it was visible from the sofa. And and be happy to have it uh, to arrange the room such that 
it was not visible from the bed. And that, Caroline, do you think that that's a, a possible solution? No. Why? <laughs> um, Steve married me almost 16 years ago, knowing that I did not like televisions and mm-hmm. knowing that I did not want a television in our bedroom. And mm-hmm. to this point, we have never did, had one in the bedroom. So did, I feel like... Did, did you write it into your vows? <laughs> <laughs> I secretly wrote it into the vows, but he didn't repeat that part. Yeah. You have to realize that lots of times the other spouse, when you get married, writes secret vows that they never tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a signing statement for the president. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. All right, go on. And so I feel like this is almost just using this opportunity of the fact that all of a sudden we have two extra TVs to slip them into places just because we have them. Mm-hmm. Not like if we didn't have them at all, like for for some reason they both fell off the truck, the moving truck on the way down here. He would not run out and insist on purchasing televisions to put in these rooms. Well, he knows he, that he would never get away with it. <laughs> well, but that's not fair for him to say, all right, now I think I can get away with it, so I'm going to slip the TV in the bedroom. Well, no, but it was a situation where in the in the maelstrom of moving, he ended up with an extra television. Uh, just And it, you know, it, 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 it may as well have just fallen off the truck into his bachelor pad, and now he's got it in a box. You know what I mean? Once you get, once you buy a gun, you want to shoot something. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, that's why guns and televisions are dangerous. You don't, you don't want to have it unless you can turn it on. Steve, how do you respond to this idea that you are breaking your marital vows? <laughs> for, for either our entirety of our marriage or nearly the entirety of our marriage, we've had uh, two or three TVs set up in the house. When we were first living in the house previous to the one we just moved out of, we had a TV in the living room. It was a row house, so it was not uh, big. We had a small TV, the one that Caroline purchased for me, in the um, kitchen, which was physically separated so you couldn't see the two. And then we had another small TV that Caroline had up in the uh, in our son's bedroom so that she could watch things while she was nursing or otherwise uh, dealing with him at odd hours. And now so, you so want have, your own nursing television. TVs. Pardon me? Now you want your own nursing television. What would you watch, Caroline? What, do you, what would you watch when you were nursing your son? What are you, what's your television jams? Well, really, to tell you the truth, I don't remember the only thing I actually remember watching um, when I was nursing my son was the September 11th newscast. Oh, right. Which is, I know, sorry, that's a bummer. But that's the only thing I actually remember watching on that television. Right. Yeah. Now, I I don't remember what she watched either, and it was not uh, regular. But when we moved to the house that we just moved out of, we had two TVs for the entire time. If if we had if the current house is the architecture of the current house was such that this kitchen was separate from the family room, I would have no problem with making that keeping that same arrangement. Second TV in the kitchen, but that's not the way it is now. Now that you can see the family room TV from the kitchen, you feel you're owed an extra television. 
<laughs> I, th- I think everyone would object if there were two TVs going on and what, uh, on and playing different things in basically the same room. All right. What do you watch when you cook? I mean, lately I've been sort of working my way through a bunch of the the uh, very high quality ones that have become available for free streaming lately. So right before we left Baltimore, I got to see all of the Wire and the Sopranos mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. and uh, you're watching like those and, with your kids, I presume. I mean, you're obviously you're able to no. watch these adult shows. Well, well, one thing that has ch- certainly changed over the last couple of years is that as the kids are older and staying up later, there is no longer that opportunity. We used to have a, it used to be a situation where you know the kids would be asleep by eight o'clock, and then the two of us would come down, fix dinner, yeah. and watch something together and make our way through. And we watched the whole series of Lost that way over a period of years. We did you know, Battlestar Galactica, I can imagine, is another one, a series oh. that we watched together over time. And hang on, hang on, hang on a second. <laughs> Caroline? Yeah. Did you guys watch Battlestar Galactica together? Oh, yeah. It was uh, awesome. You I watched all, You watched all of it? Every single episode? <laughs> Even the one with Judge John Hodgman in it? Uh, I'm sure we watched the one with Judge John Hodgman, but I don't remember which one that was. Now, that's the thing. It's like either you're lying or you're saying something that's very plausible, that it was not very memorable. (laughs) 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 What what TV shows, aside from watching September 11th coverage, what TV shows do you love? Um, I love The Simpsons. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I really haven't watched much television recently probably in the last uh, probably two or three years mm-hmm. um i did watch uh the agents of shield with the kids mm-hmm. um but just the first season the second season started to get a little too gritty for them and they didn't want to watch it anymore 13 and say again 10 10 10 mm-hmm. she's obsessed you- with the adventures all right, that's fair. Fair. Just wanted to get a sense. I would say that Carolyn's absolutely right. She has changed how much TV she watches in the last couple of years. She still watches TV, but just not nearly as much. And we do not, uh, we really haven't watched anything together other than we do a family movie night on fr- typical Fridays and maybe another movie between just the two of us occasionally, but not very often anymore. Right. Uh, Caroline, it's clear television is not important to her life. Steve, tell me why television is important to your life. I've always been a big fan of movies and, um, and of a lot of television shows as well. But sometimes, you know, I do a lot of, you know, my, my work is, is, uh, requires a lot of attention to detail and, and, thought and way too much paperwork um it's nice to unwind with something where the entertainment is being presented it's nice to unwind with something it's nice to unwind with something you can't smell or taste for once well that is true just just see and hear for once (laughs) okay i think i've heard everything that i need to in order to make my decision i'm going to go into my quadraphonic geodesic television no dome and uh and lie back and uh, think this over, and I'll get back to you uh, with my decision in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Caroline, Steve, the debate between the number of TVs in your house. Caroline, you move. 
your loss is his Gainesville. You've got three <laughs> TVs now in your household. Uh, do you, Caroline, view TV as a bonding time? So, you know, just to uh, you know, interject my own personal family situation into this, you know, my wife and I, we use TV time as a kind of a bonding time. We get a show and watch it together. You don't, you don't have that, I'm assuming, with Steve. We have in the past, and I do view it that way. Actually, that's something that I enjoy when we do the family movie night. And actually, one of the things that Steve and I watch together is uh, our sports team from Baltimore. And we enjoy that. We enjoyed watching the World Cup uh, with the, the, the U.S. women. That was fantastic. So, you know, I do see that as a bonding experience. And, but, but, as a, but as a family, it seems like, as not as, as you and Steven, like bedroom to, from what I hear, sounds like bedroom equals sleepy time, not TV time, and maybe not sexy time. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but I'm just, I'm, you know, is there a show that you two watch together as a couple? Channel Star Galactica. We did Battlestar Galactica. And we Nothing says Lost sexy together. like Hodgman on one episode. <laughs> we watched Downton Abbey. Very sexy. Also, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, all right. Slightly more sexy than Downton Abbey. Now, Steven, three TVs, your holy Trinity TV thing going on in your household. <laughs> um, do you view TV time as couple bonding time? Is that part of the reason and your logic but? but why you want to have a TV in the bedroom as opposed to just in sort of the family areas. Having an, the TV in the bedroom is really more just of the practicality of where it fits in the current house. But yes, I do. I actually do miss the time we used to when we would have a show or something that we would watch through sequentially and we would talk about. I mean, it certainly was something that we, it, earlier on, uh, that we would uh, interact with a lot, of, a lot of times. So we would speculate about what was happening or we would complain about the bad acting or we or whatever it might be um and that is something that we don't uh, have a chance to do anymore and, and and i don't think that's a function of the number of tvs that's more just a function of how our life has gotten busier is this really not about the tvs steven and caroline <laughs> is this about <laughs> your need to bond we'll be back in just a moment with judge john hodgman's decision You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. 
Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babel. One study found that using Babel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Well, because I have tricked out my courtroom with all kinds of Airbnb spy cams, I was able to <laughs> watch you guys while Monty was asking his very perceptive questions and, uh, and hear you as well. That's the beauty of audio 
visual entertainment. <laughs> and, and I think Monty actually was a better crux finder than I was uh, so far, because I think he really found that crux uh, in that, in that bedroom issue about, uh, about Steven, uh, wanting to bond and, and to enjoy television in the way that, uh, that he and his wife used to. And you notice the, the shows that they bonded over, uh, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Lost, uh, Buffy, all shows, <laughs> <laughs> all, all shows that, have ceased have not been in existence for 10 years or more <laughs> yeah when we were nerds yeah well i mean there, i think there have been some cultural shifts to be sure but there are big cultural shifts in this family because their 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 children are about a decade plus old and so there is something quite uh, uh and and it's not a surprise that uh that they stopped uh they stopped bonding together over Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, as as much as they used to and started spending more time nursing a child and, and watching cataclysmic events on television. <laughs> <laughs> and doing other things with their with their lives, with their increasingly large human children uh, forcing their way into their lives. And, you know, I, I'm speaking to you now from Maine with a terrible head cold, which I'm afraid is making me sound a little mushy, both physically and emotionally. But my, ch my children have gone to sleep away camp for the very first time just a few days ago. And it has been, uh, my children are uh, 13 and nine, right? Uh, and it, it has been emotionally devastating uh, for my wife and I to not be with them because we uh, actually love our children. Uh, but it has been, uh, since the weeping has stopped, it has been amazing the stuff that we have gotten done. <laughs> stuff that we've gotten done around the house and stuff that we've gotten done, such as just sitting down and having a conversation for an uninterrupted period of 15 minutes or more. And I think I might even get my wife to watch The Godfather for the first time wow. in her life. We are, we are getting a, we are, we are listening to record albums from... We went out and we bought a turntable and we set it up and we listened to not one, but two or three record albums from the ancient past. And, and we're, and it's, a, it's an amazing reminder, uh, of how different, uh, uh, life becomes when you have children and each year that they get older, it gets complicated in more interesting uh, and, and, and more time consuming ways. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have children, but you should think about it first. Uh, people who do not yet have children. It's, I mean, it's a profound change in, in your life. And it's a, obviously it's a profound change in the lives of, of two adults who love, love each other and then have to accommodate two other dumb humans who, who <laughs> demand and deserve equal amounts of love from both of you and a feces load of time from both of you. I almost made a mistake and forgot this is a family podcast. This is not a Boardwalk Empire podcast, you guys. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, what Stephen what Stephen is proposing, even though he's completely, it seems, unable to articulate his emotional life <laughs> until that last moment with Monty. I really, I'm really gra grateful to you, Monty, because, Stephen, your arguments have basically been, 
Well, we accidentally got three TVs and there's a precedent for having more than one TV. So I don't see why, you know, I'm saying like, tell me why it's important to you to have a TV in the bed. Well, it's just the most practical thing to do with this TV that we have. <laughs> like, you, you don't have to have a TV. You don't have to have it. You know, the most practical thing to do with it is leave it where it is. That That's expending the least amount of effort is to leave it in a box in the garage until someone takes it away or you sell it. You know, it's like... If you want something, be prepared to explain to your wife why you want to break your de facto marital vows, because it's meaningful to you. And you almost convinced me, and maybe you could even convince your wife still, that it's important to have this TV in the bedroom in order to reconjure some of the cultural moments that you guys got to spend together um, when your children were younger and not staying up almost as late as regular adult humans. And yet, even if you did convince me, I would have to say, uh, no, you can't, you, what you want that time watching television with your wife, you can't have anymore. You can't have it. Your wife knows this. She knows that she's not going to leave your kids in the, in the family room to go watch an episode of Boardwalk Empire with you when they're still awake. Those kids aren't going to allow that to happen. You know, those kids are awake. They're not going to let you sit in your in your bedroom den. Not not at age 10 and 13. Now, when they're both 13 or over, guess what? You guys are immediate empty nesters. <laughs> <laughs> they will not want to see you at all. But then you won't need to go into your bedroom because they're going to be they're going to be out. They're either going to be out at, going going to going to see Avengers movies on their own of an evening, or they're going to be in their rooms on the internet talking to their 45-year-old men friends. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, the way your life is right now, that TV, that TV in that bedroom isn't going to help, isn't going to help you get back what you had before, because you know what? You'll never get it back. You know, the thing, I said it before, nostalgia is a toxic impulse. This idea that the, the things were better before is usually wrong, and the idea that we can get back what we had is always wrong. And I, not to tie it too closely into 9-11, but that's, you know, the insane evil people who flew that plane are, uh, and killed thousands of people. That whole jihadist movement is formed on a, on a nostalgic delusion that somehow we can undo progress and go back to a better time, a time which was not better. And certainly we can't go back at all, you know. And so, <laughs> that, you look... Caroline, you're the one who brought up 9-11. That's on you. That's why I had to make that metaphor. Sorry. I take it back. But the, tr but the truth is you can't, you, can't go, you can't go back. You can only go forward. You're in a new life now. And, uh, and I think that if, if there were a mutual desire to try to turn this sitting room into uh, – or the sitting area in your bedroom into a, into a culture center – um, then I certainly would have no issue with it. Although I think every every sleep expert and marital expert in the world would agree that TV in the bedroom, in your actual bedroom, is usually not very good for either sleep or romance. But that said, uh, you know, if there were a mutual desire, I couldn't stop you. But I, I there's clearly it's clearly one sided, and it's clearly uh, uh, I think uh, a doomed proposition. And uh, the fact is that your wife sees the bedroom as a sanctuary, and to her that means quiet time. It does not mean looking at Steve Buscemi's naked butt. <laughs> that is your sanctuary, personally. 
<laughs> which you can enjoy yourself, although I do not necessarily advise it, watching on a, on a tablet device in bed by yourself and, and get the best, the best of all worlds that way. Just having a TV, an extra TV, is not argument enough for putting it in a place where it, uh, it is not desirable to every member of your household. I think it's fine for you to have that TV in that guest room. That seemed perfectly gracious. A lot of people like to watch TV. And I think, I think having that TV in that family room is great because you like to watch TV as a family. And that's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. And then you got, uh, you got your computer or, your, or your, uh, your tablet or whatever so you can stream and steal on your own. And uh, just because you have that extra TV does not mean you, you put it into the bedroom. I would say that having a TV in the bedroom is great if you're in a hotel. <laughs> that's when you. That's when fa- married couples really enjoy television in the bedroom <laughs> because, <laughs> because they're by themselves. Because they're by themselves and they can really watch TV really good in the bedroom. But for now, I don't think that it's right for your life and I don't think it's right for your marriage. And I don't think just because you have a TV, you should have to use it. So you either keep it in the garage or you give it to a friend or you, uh, I don't know, use it to sled. Oh, you don't, you're never going to sled in the winter. (laughs) Use it, use it to paddleboard. Yeah. Use it to paddleboard in a swamp. Welcome. Welcome to Florida. Just because you live in Florida doesn't mean you need nine TVs. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules. That's all. Yes, Stephen. How do you feel about that decision? I'm actually uh, perfectly good with that decision because <clears throat> the the bedroom location was not my uh, major concern. So having a second TV in the house in the guest room is is uh, I think is a good solution, and I think uh, the judge made a lot of sense in the things he said. Good strategy. You want two TVs, ask for three TVs. You might come out of it with two TVs. Caroline, how do you feel the judge did in his decision? Um, I think it's fine. I definitely did not want one in the bedroom. Um, I can live with one in the guest room because then I can set up my bike on the trainer in the guest room and watch uh, workout videos. Thank you to both Stephen and Caroline, and thanks to Nick Warren for suggesting this week's case name. I want my nth TV to suggest a name for future cases. Like us on Facebook, we regularly put out a call for submissions. If you have a case for the judge, submit it at www.maximumfun.org slash Ho. I've been your summer bailiff, Monty Belmonte. Julia Smith produces the show. Mark McConville is our editor. Special thanks to Joel Mann at WERU for engineering in Blue Hill, Maine. And thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. JohnHodgman.com slash tour for all my upcoming live dates. Thank you very much, you guys, for joining joining us on Monty Belmonte's Sexy Time podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.